It's the Kyle Hyman Show on Redeemer Radio. Like I knew in my heart, like I have to anoint this guy before he goes. You have no idea that he's Catholic. I have no idea who he is. I don't know if he's Catholic. Yeah. There's an airlift helicopter coming to get him. Like, yeah. I, I don't know, but I knew I had to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Flavor of the Week, brought to you by Banditos, fresh, made daily. In Flavor of the Week, Kyle sits down with one of our local priests to sample variations of a favorite food or drink while they discuss the ins and outs of life as a priest. Welcome to Flavor of the Week, part two with Father Eric Bergner. I'm Kyle Hyman, and we had a chicken and a biscuit. Mm, yes. And uh, do you have a preference on where we go next with our chicken sandwiches? I, I, as all things, I'm an equal opportunity eater. So, um, yeah, go for that. Why not? It's the one I, think, I saw. I think this is the grilled one. Grilled always makes your conscience feel better when you buy a serving the best one. Do your kids ever fight about portions? Like who got the bigger piece? Oh yeah. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever do the thing where like one of them cuts and the right. other one chooses? Yeah, yeah. And that's the way to do it. Yeah. We so can, I can already tell this one's oh yeah. got a lot more bulk to it. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like that quality. You feel the power in your hands kind of thing. <laughs> but it's also got lettuce and tomato. Mm-hmm. Mm. The chicken's juicy. Mm-hmm. Dripping a little bit. Yeah. Definitely fresh. Well, they had to make it fresh since they weren't serving lunch yet. <laughs> That's okay. They had to go back in the kitchen. Fry it up. Find it. Find grill it, it up. Hey, where did we put that chicken? This one? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Wow, I'm giving this one a high grade. This one's very good. What kind of a bun do you think this is? Like a... It's very good. I mean... Like a honey wheat, wheat or something? Honey wheat, yeah. Honey oat, maybe. Hmm. Sorry, I'm lost in the goodness of this thing. <laughs> so, Father Eric. Yep. You do... Uh, what, what do you call it? You're a chaplain at yeah. the hospital? Yes, yeah, this is back. that's good. Hospital chaplain. So is that a regular thing that you go over there? Do you have hours or is it on call or I'm, both? Well, both. So like every day I offer mass at the hospital for all the workers and stuff there, but I, it's also recorded. Okay. So that the people in the hospital rooms can participate in mass if they want to mm-hmm. virtually. So I do that every day about midday. And then I also am on call 24-7. Yeah. So, I mean, and right now with the whole situation, everybody knows we're in like a pandemic and everything. So, they're really restrictive on who they let into the hospital. Right. So, in other circumstances, like let's say there was a parishioner from a different parish. You know, I'm at St. Vincent's, but let's say somebody from like, I don't know, St. Charles, you know, goes to the thing. Normally, they'll call the pastor of that parish first and he might come. Right. Uh Now, they don't do that. Okay. Um, one, because they want to restrict the amount of people that come in. Sure. Just to kind of knock down on the exposure to the virus. But you also probably have special training of, this is our operations. This is what you need to wear. This is how you do. <laughs> crash course, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when it first happened, it was crash course. I mean, I, I remember my first ever anointing, administering the sacrament anointing with a COVID patient. And it was like 5.30 in the morning. So it was like half asleep. Uh-huh. I get the call. I'm like, oh, what? Oh, somebody needs, you know, so... I drive, get dressed really fast, drive. When it first happens, there's whole this hysteria and everything. And you're kind of, and in the back of my mind, I was like, what the heck am I doing? You know, kind of thing. Like, <laughs> I'm going into something that has a defying, death-defying, you know, possible virus. 
but you know, Jesus, he's really cool. He always kind of like, he always does this with me. He kind of like pushes me and <laughs> he's like, go. <laughs> like, uh-huh. this is where I need you. Go. Yeah. Like, this is your, your need to be here. And so sometimes I kind of like, what the heck? And then I finally realize it. He gives you the strength, you know, the courage to kind of do it. Once you go in, it, it went by. I don't even remember. It went so by so fast, you know, and like you put on this, it's called PPE, so yeah. personal protective equipment, right? So it's like goggles. It's not like, I always tell people, it's not like ET. Have you ever seen the aliens? It's not like that. <laughs> right, you know, I mean, there right. are some nurses that have the head gear like that, which is uh-huh. kind of funny, but that's not how it normally looks. It's just kind of like, like a- Like outbreak or something like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. I mean, they have this like cloth or vinyl-like suit you put on. This is like a shirt. It's like an apron. It's kind of like an apron. Yeah. And then you have to wear your mask, a 94 mask, and then you have to have an eye shield. And then at some points they had hair nets, and then you have to wear gloves. So I wear gloves. And then I have an extra step. So I wash my hand beforehand. I put my stole and everything on, get all this stuff on, go in, and then I wear gloves to anoint them. Right? Mm-hmm. So I have to keep the gloves and burn them. So I burn latex gloves oh, constantly. right. Because they have sacred oils on them. Yeah. And I can't just like throw them in the trash. I mean, right. You know, that's sacrilegious. And so I take them and they give me these really cool, like, it's like got those biohazard symbol uh-huh. on it bag. It's like a zip, a seal lock. And I stick the bat, the gloves in there, I seal it, and then I go home and I have this like man cave fire, like, ooh, you know, I burn the virus. <laughs> <laughs> As you could tell, it's the little things in life that make you happy. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I remember doing that. I've probably done anywhere between 50 to 60 COVID patients since the time. But initially, there was a little bit of fear, but the more and more you, I do it, the more, I mean, I'm still up. I have stuff to do, you know, the required things. I have to watch, wash my hands. Mm. It's not something as scary. It's more scary for the person who's going through it than it is for me. How long after you were ordained did you do your first anointing of the sick? It's a sacrament we don't think of very yeah. often. Actually, well, because I'm at St. Vincent's now, but I was at St. Pius mm-hmm. for two years. And we have at least twice a year, they have this anointing ceremony where people, the sick of the parish come yeah. and we do the anointing. So I know I did it then, but like there was one time, I think the first time I did it as a priest it's actually really dramatic. Um, it, it's really kind of cool, actually. It's another moment where God just kind of like said, I need you here. Like, uh-huh. get out and move. I've never had those actual graces so strongly as like that first time and this one I'm going to tell you about. Hmm. So I, St. Pius is in Granger, Indiana, which is like northern side of Indiana. Um, and I was going up just like a few minutes north to Michigan to do a funeral, a small funeral. And I'm driving on this kind of like southern highway of um, – it's like a two lane highway in Michigan. And I hear this like car accident, like yeah. a couple miles down the road. And you hear this, a couple miles down the road. It was a that mile. Loud. It was a mile. It was about a okay. mile. It was a mile, half a mile. And it, what happened was there was a kid who was a high school kid was turning left into a um, neighborhood. And the guy who got hit was turning right into the neighborhood. And they just kind of hit each other as they're going. And the SUV hit this tiny little, little Honda Accord right on the side. And this guy was bad. This guy was, he was not doing well. And I was in my cassock and everything. And I, I just, it was weird. It's like, get out. And like, that's what I had to say in my heart. Like, because we were all, the traffic was all stopped back, you know, and I couldn't get through. I was getting frustrated. I was like, I'm going to be late for this funeral. Like, oh. Yeah. And, then I, and then like in my heart, you know, like it was just like, get out and go. I need you up there. And so mm. I was like, okay. And so I grabbed my oils and like my thing. And I just went and I put on my stole. I was there and I got to the car and this guy was, the car was crumpled, right? This guy was not doing well. He was bleeding and everything. And um, the 
emergency workers were kind of looking at me like, stay back. Yeah. Like, don't mess with us right now. And right. I was like, I need to get this. I've got to, like, I knew in my heart, like, I have to anoint this guy before he goes. You have there, no idea that he's Catholic. I have no idea who he is. I don't know if he's Catholic. Yeah. There's an airlift helicopter coming to get him. Like, yeah. I, I don't know, but I knew I had to do it. Right. And because one, because I had been in a car accident maybe like a year previous. Right. And I knew like, you know, if this guy dies, like this is a big deal. And uh -huh. so like um, the woman, I remember looking at the woman who was the first responder and she kept looking at me. I was looking at her like, kept like, you got to let me in. You got to let me in. And she finally says, okay, go. Uh -huh. So I had like 30 seconds to do this sacrament. So I didn't even do the book. I just did, you know, the sacrament on the hands. And then I gave him apostolic pardon by authority given to me by the apostolic sea. I grant you full pardon, remission of all your sins. And then the blessing. Right. Okay. So. Which, he, huh? which is that part of the. Yeah. Okay. That's the really cool one that Catholics don't even know about. The episode part <laughs> I love. But I mean, they don't. I mean, I didn't know about it. I mean, uh -huh. I'll just say I didn't know about it okay. until I probably was a priest <laughs> uh, or in seminary at least. The apostolic pardon, the beauty of the apostolic pardon is, is the forgiveness of all your sins. But what it also is, it's through the power of Christ given to the church, given to his priest, right? So it's not through my power as, you know, everybody wants. But the apostolic pardon is given, it's a remission of all sins by the power of Jesus, but it's also the remission of all the damages done by sins. Mm -hmm. So when we sin, it's like putting a nail through a piece of wood, right? The nail goes through the wood, but when we get our forgiveness from Jesus, it pulls the nail out, but there's still a hole in the wood, right. right? There's damages that are happening in the world. And that's partly why we go to purgatory, to heal those things in our heart, right? And remove those things. Well, with the apostolic pardon, all that is taken care of. So he doesn't have to opt into that? This isn't like a, a, a thing that... It's because you desire it most of the time. Like I, because he's he, unconscious, right? Yeah, he's unconscious. So okay. I'm if the patient's unconscious and they do, it, I give it to him anyways. Uh -huh. And there, it's kind of like if they want it, it's applied. Okay, like, like they can conditional. Reject. Yes, it's kind of like things, okay. but I give it to him anyways. Like uh -huh. I'm not gonna. I mean, I don't want that on my soul. Like, yeah, this dude yeah. wanted mercy, and I, man, you're not conscious, you know, right, like, right, you know. So I like I give it to him, and so you give it, and so the end up happening is that precisely that fact. So this guy was airlifted out. I didn't hear anything about it for like three months. But I, I looked at the cop and the cop on the scene. I said, listen, you need to tell the mother. You know, this man, you find his mother and you tell him that a Catholic priest saw him uh -huh. and he was anointed and given apostolic pardon. He said, okay, yes, sir. And I said, you need to do this. Like, make sure this happens. Uh -huh. And I looked him in the eye and he said, okay. And so on the feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, I got a card in the mail and it was from his mother of this boy who actually survived who was hit. He survived. He's not Catholic. They're not Catholic. And I, I still talk to them every now and then. We kind of in discussions kind of uh -huh. like that. He's now in a wheelchair. He's you know, sure. paralyzed and stuff. But she was so thankful that somebody of a religious faith was right there. Hmm. So I'm, I'm still trying to hopefully get them to come to the ship. You know, yeah. Hey, hey, you want to come Catholic? <laughs> you know, but, uh, but you know, it just, that was probably one of the first times I did an anointing. And it was kind of really kind of cool. Um, and then the cool part is my phone was going off the whole time. There was the funeral home and they were like leaving like six messages. Hey, where are you at? You're yeah. late for this funeral. And so then I call them back. I'm like, right. I'm sorry. I was anointing somebody who was about to die in a car accident. I'm yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. and the family was okay. So it worked out. Okay. It all worked out in the end, but it was fun. I That's mean, amazing. I, this is the life of a priest. Yeah. I mean, not all of them are that kind of like, you know, dramatic. Right. Have you seen that Fishers of Men video? Yeah, actually, right. it's, where they it's get like out. the yeah, same it's scene. Where I, he's well, like, I saw that after it happened, and I was like, "Ooh, chills." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Weird. but you know, they're not all. I don't want to like over sensualize it, but like most of the time, I go to the hospital, and it's somebody who's dying. Oh, there's another one that was this man who literally died. Hang on a second. Yeah, can we do a cliffhanger here? Yeah, and you it. you tell the story in the sure. next episode. Love it. All Love right, it. it builds the suspense a little oh, bit more. Hold them on. All right, so 
B plus was the chicken, chicken and biscuit. Sorry, I'm eating. Chicken biscuit was B plus. This one I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give an A. Did you put any sauce on it? No, nope. just straight, 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 homie. An A. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you have to tune in next time for the rest of the story from Father Eric Bergner. Some more chicken sandwiches mm. on it. Flavor of the Week Part Three coming mm. up next week. Our thanks to Banditos for sponsoring Flavor of the Week. Serve it at best. And thanks for Father Eric Bergner for sharing stories with us today. Story time with Father. For show notes on this episode and to find more shows, visit kylehyman.com. And until next time, remember to leave room for the Holy Spirit. Fajita sizzling, margarita delight, chips and sauce you'll love every bite. <laughs> We're serving it best the way you like it at Banditos. It gets stuck in your head That's all the time.